1: On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we discuss a pair of socks headed in opposite directions and a pair of Rangers worthy of more attention. Like death and taxes, Dodgers has been a Dodger. I have That's not it. had uh, three go
0: brews yet. It
1: works great four. in a fantasy
0: I'm just glad yeah. I am not at the dentist.
1: Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70 celebrating 70 years of Tops Baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al you are here with you on Wednesday, August 25th. Tons of news and notes to get to, so let's dive right in, Al. First, Alex Bregman will be activated on Wednesday. Great news for the Astros and his fantasy managers. More good news for the Astros. Jose Architi made 49 pitches in a rehab start with Triple A Sugarland. He'll need at least one more, but sounds like he could be back with the team in a week, week and a half or so. You Darvish still on ba- on track to return from his back injury Thursday against the Dodgers. Jack Flaherty was removed against the Tigers with shoulder tightness. He'll undergo testing on Wednesday morning. Tyler O'Neill was scratched before that game ever started because of back tightness. Willie Adames was pulled with a quad injury. He definitely will not play Wednesday. Keep an eye on that one. Eduardo Escobar to the IL with the hamstring strain. So the Brewers losing a couple of infielders in one fell swoop. Cole Irvin departed against Seattle with a minor hip issue. Still could make his next start. So hopefully nothing to see there. Evan Longoria was activated from the COVID IL, but then went on the regular 10-day IL with a hand contusion. Kevin Gaussman went on the COVID IL with vaccine side effects, but good on you, Kevin, getting the vaccine. Anthony DiSclafani could return this weekend from his ankle injury. Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford both day-to-day. Posey's got knee discomfort. Crawford has back tightness. Byron Buxton could return this weekend, would love to see him back in the field. Kenta Maeda, however, may need surgery on his elbow. Jaron Duran sent down to AAA, Chester, Worcester, Wooster, whatever you want to call it, Domingo Herman may go to the bullpen once he is activated. Chris Bassett had successful face surgery, just... Really great that all, everything turned out with him the way that it did. Caleb Smith suspended for 10 games because of a foreign substance on his glove. Matt Barnes, we talked about his struggles on Tuesday show. They continued on a Tuesday night. He was bailed out by Hansel Robles against Minnesota. May not keep the closers role. Al, what are you doing in Boston now? Well,
0: as I said, uh, just on Tuesday's show, definitely definitely now time to sit Matt Barnes. It still was probably a good idea even before this. Uh, but yeah, now I think probably is the time to go out and see if you can pick up Adam Ottavino. Although, uh, Ottavino was in the, the typical setup role for this game. But Robles doing a good job cleaning up the mess left behind by Barnes. So I have to wonder if maybe he would work his way into a... Uh, a role sharing situation there so I do think that Adovino is the player to to target but just I wouldn't have the expectation that he would necessarily get all the save opportunities uh, if Barnes is going to be held out from that
1: role and and that would be my assumption at this point uh, over in New York Wandy Peralta ended the game with a one-out save he got Freddie Freeman to end the game relieving a role this Chapman anything to see here uh, I think maybe
0: uh, just because the pattern that we've seen in the past is that when Chapman has struggled that uh, Aaron Boone hasn't really hesitated to give him a breather from the closers role. So, uh, you know, given that it's really, it's been a while since we've seen Chapman really uh, kind of zoned in. Uh, I, I think that, you know, maybe we do see uh, Chad Green in there. Jonathan Loizaga, uh, I think certainly has earned some opportunities. Maybe Wandy Peralta in uh, some uh, situations where the matchups call for it.
1: Drew Steckenrider picked up a seven out save against the A's. This was uh, a game uh, with uh, a comfortable ish lead. Uh, so, Steckenrider not exactly finishing things uh, in under the gun or anything like that. But, would you think about anything going on here, Al?
0: Well, I, I, you know, I've talked about him a little bit before. That I, I do think he's in that mariner saves mix. And to me, the sort of the interesting thing thing here was that he was able to go two plus innings. So that maybe adds to his appeal a little bit. And I think that you do need that because uh, I think that Paul Sewald's probably getting at least fifty percent of the opportunity. So the fact that Steckenrider can come in and, you know, kind of do a, a raise type uh, long relief slash uh, closer t- type role, um, that that's uh, kind of intriguing.
1: Finally, with the closers, TJ Antone was activated on Tuesday, and then removed in that same game because of an elbow injury, so just never going to get any clarity with this Cincinnati situation until 2022 at the earliest. Tuesday standouts, let's start with the hitters. Nate Lowe, 5-for-5 with his 13th homer, 17th double on the season, 3 RBI at Cleveland. Al, I mean, you would think at this point that roster rates are what they are, but I'm surprised Nate Lowe hasn't caught on in more leagues.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit surprising. Uh, it seemed like he did very early on, but obviously it's been a long time since uh, that, that very hot start for him back in April. Uh, I, I'm still uh, pretty reticent to really pick up any Rangers hitters other than in deeper leagues at this point. But uh, yeah, if there's an exception to that, it might might be Nate Lowe. But uh, for me, really, the takeaway here is that uh, streaming Eli- uh, Elijah Morgan did not work out.
1: definitely did not work out. Brandon Belt went deep twice, four for five, three RBI against the Mets. Another guy who hasn't really caught on in a big way in most fantasy leagues and deeper leagues and industry leagues. He's caught on to a certain extent, but roster rates sitting right around 30%. Should that change over the back um, six weeks of the season? I think it probably should. It's just it's such a tough call
0: with so many of these giants hitters because of all the platooning uh, and job sharing that that goes on in that very crowded crowded roster. Uh, another issue too with Belt is that um, early on Tuesday lost his grandmother uh, to COVID. And so this is just an incredible uh, performance by Belt. Uh, just you know, hours after uh, getting news of that loss, and uh, maybe there's a the possibility because of that that he does miss some time down the stretch. But um, you know, that aside, yeah, I think that you know Belt when he is playing is somebody that's really worth having. So definitely needs to be added in daily leagues where he can be added, and weekly leagues still somebody that you can stream as long as there's a lot of righties on the schedule
1: couple of Orioles leaving the yard. Ryan Mountcastle doing so twice. That gives him 23 in the season. Anthony Santander, his 13th homer in the season in a four-hit effort against the Angels. We know what the deal is with Mountcastle. Santander has been up and down. He's dealt with some injury this season. He's also someone who's regularly available in relatively standard leagues. Do you think that should change over the next couple of weeks? I- I do. And I have done my part to change that, Michael, because <laughs>
0: I picked up Santander in my top worst league for a dollar this weekend. I was very excited about that uh, because he's really been back in, in top form during the second half. So uh yeah, if uh, you have the opportunity to add him, you should definitely do that.
1: Uh, Finally, on the hitter side, Hunter Renfro uh, had the two-homer game on Tuesday, followed it up with a couple more on Wednesday. Now 25 on the season, 77 RBI, 5 RBI against Minnesota, and just... Hunter Renfro's excellent season in Boston it continues unabated. On the pitcher side, I just want to mention Dylan Cease. Obviously, nothing really actionable to do here, but what a performance against Toronto. Seven innings, gave up just one run on four hits with seven strikeouts against a walk. Dylan Cease breakout season in 2021, no question about that. Eric Fetty, someone we talked about as a potential streamer on Tuesday, he delivered it a huge way. Six and a third innings, 10 Ks Al only gave up one run on six hits. And a walk. Eric Fetty coming through on the stream, but still just lives on the stream, doesn't he? Absolutely does. So he's got the Mets this weekend,
0: uh, and that one's at City Field. I like that one almost as much as this one. So I'll definitely be starting him for that one. But, uh, you know, we'll see going forward. Definitely got to pick your spots with Eric Fetty.
1: Got three more guys who we typically talk about as streamers when we do talk about them coming up here. Sammy Long had a nice start, five and a third against the Mets. Struck out four, gave up three hits and a walk, no runs. Ranger Suarez came through with his best performance of the season, whether we're talking about starting or relieving. Did so against the Rays of all teams, six and two-thirds. Six hits, one run, seven Ks and a walk. And then Chris Flexen coming through once again, Al, six and two-thirds. Six hits, one run, five Ks, one walk. Out of these three guys, Long, Suarez, and Flexen, do any of them, could any of them graduate from the stream discussion for you to being roster fixtures? Uh, I I
0: think Suarez probably has the best chance. Now, in a different situation, I would say it would be Sammy Long. Uh, skills Skill-wise, I really like him the best, but I just don't know that he's really going to have an opportunity to stick in the Giants rotation. But uh, Suarez, uh, you know, I've, I've liked the skills for a while now. Now he's not only getting the opportunity to start, but he's getting the opportunity to really go deep into games. Uh, I know that uh, there was some concern a couple weeks back about whether or not he would just be kind of stuck in a piggyback role. So it's so encouraging to see him go into the something and the start. against a really good race offense.
1: Yeah, definitely encouraging to see that. And man, did I pick the wrong time to stream him using him last week against Arizona when he got knocked around rather than this week <laughs> against Tampa. And you would think that would be switched, but as we all know very well, matchup isn't everything. Finally, a couple of starters who, you know, again, nothing actionable, but nice starts. We just want to mention here, Tyler Molly, Five and two-thirds against the uh, Brewers. Struck out eight. Gave up one run on five hits and a walk. Luis Garcia, uh, his great season, also continuing here. Six and two-thirds against the Royals. Struck out seven. No runs, four hits, and one walk. We've seen, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily call it a breakout season from Molly, but a strong season and definitely a breakout season from Garcia. These Astros just keep producing pitchers year after year after year. Garcia just the latest in that pattern. Let's talk about Wednesday's streamers here. Al, we've got a decent group. Some guys I threw in here just uh, even though they're going to be more shallowly considerations. We've got Zach Davies against Austin Gomber. Austin Gomber probably makes it more as a shallow leaguer. Same goes for Tarek Skubel against the Cardinals. Edward Cabrera making his MLB debut against Washington makes the list. Tyler Gilbert is at Pittsburgh. Mike Minor eh, at Houston. Bailey Ober eh, at Boston. Johnny Cueto, sure thing, at the Mets. And then Ryan Yarbrough going to uh, get some sort of extended run against the Phillies. Who jumps out at you as the best among Wednesday streamers? As a lot of good
0: ones here. I mean, probably Austin Gomber, but as you mentioned, probably not available in a lot of leagues. So if we go, uh, you know, see who, who's available a little bit deeper. Uh Strangely enough, uh, it might be Tyler Gilbert, who, uh, you know, is certainly a streamable pitcher to me, and and that's the extent of his appeal, um, you know, no hitter notwithstanding, but it's just hard not to pick on the Pirates, and I I certainly like Cabrera a lot. It's a pretty good matchup against the Nationals, just some concern about how he's going to respond in his very first uh, Major League start, so that's why I don't mention uh, Cabrera right off the bat, but uh, yeah, I think actually Gilbert, probably the best out of this group, but Aquato, uh, an awfully good start there. And Yarbrough is just somebody he's he's almost beyond streaming for me, uh, Ryan Yarbrough. So I think he's had a little bit of bad luck this
1: season, but should be fine in the start
0: at Philadelphia.
1: All right, Alan, we're going to wrap things up here with our gambling spotlight. I've got a couple of games that I want to highlight over at BetMGM. The first is between the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Lucas Giolito and Robbie Ray, really nice uh, pitching matchup there. The White Sox are plus 105, and I don't know something about Lucas Giolito being on the mound for a plus one for a plus matchup makes me really want to get behind the White Sox even though Robbie Ray has had himself a nice season. So I look at the White Sox as a team that I like today. The Giants and Mets getting together in a game with totally even odds minus one ten. got Johnny Cueto starting for the Giants and Taiwan Walker starting for the Mets. I'll ride with the Mets here. I'll ride with Taiwan Walker. Uh, I feel like this uh, this is not really reflective of this matchup exactly, the minus 110. And indeed, our friend Derek Hardy, who does uh, the the uh, this work on, on The Athletic every single day, has the Mets as being a little bit undervalued by the line based on uh, his projections with the bat. So I'll go ahead, ride with Derek, and take the Mets. And finally, I'm going to take advantage of that Edward Cabrera uh, excitement in Miami and back Washington. Miami a slight favorite in that game at minus 115. Uh, Washington with Josiah Gray taking them out at minus 105. I feel pretty good about the Nationals at those odds. So, White Sox, Mets, and Nationals, three teams I'm looking at today on BetMGM. And we thank you for looking at us here on The Athletic at Fantasy Baseball on 15. Al and I will be back with you on Thursday. Rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Please do do that. It makes a big difference even this late in the baseball season. Again, We are back on Thursday. Have a great day Wednesday and enjoy all the MLB action.